Abuse, rape, or trauma are things that happen to people who are victims at that very moment. Child or adult, there's nothing you could have done to prevent the atrocity. But when it's over, the healing must begin. It gets every day. You have inner beauty. You have inner worth and value. Framing your past as your past and leaving it there will help you to frame your future and lead you to the place where you belong with a woman's soul restored. Here's LaTanya Hendry. Hello, and welcome to A Woman's Soul Restored. Today, I would like to address a topic that I touched on briefly a few weeks ago, but we somehow seem to overlook the importance of verbal abuse. How verbal abuse affects us just as much as physical abuse. But sometimes those scars run deeper. Sometimes the words can pierce even the toughest skin. Words have the ability to do more damage, especially coming from someone that we think care about us or we think love us. Words have a way of showing their true feelings. When somebody speaks negatively to you or curses you or calls you out of your name, calls you a name that is not your given name, Glory, what does that person deep down is saying to you if they call you a word that starts with a B or if they cursing you out or telling you you're not good for anything or they are the only person that care for you and and you can see how much they care for you by how, by how they treat you but what does this really mean what's the underlying issue when a person lashes out at us verbally it could mean that they're hurting deep down inside themselves it could mean that the only way they can get rid of their frustrations is to frustrate you and what better way to frustrate a person than to curse them out or to call them out their names? I thought about this a lot here lately about verbal abuse and the effects that it has on our psyche, on tearing down our self-esteem of how we're supposed to feel about ourselves. But here goes this person that has low self-esteem themselves. And they're coming to make you feel the same way that they feel. They feel bad, so they say bad things to you so that you can feel bad. Are we supposed to have pity for them? Are we supposed to forgive them? Well, the Bible tells us that we are supposed to forgive them. We're supposed to forgive everyone that wrongs us. We're, we're supposed to have an open heart for people. And we're supposed to love on people and meet them right in their hurt spot. It's like we want people to hurt us, uh, meet us in our hurt spot. But the thing about that is sometimes the hurt is deeper than what you know you're supposed to do. The words hurt more than that love you're supposed to extend to them. Sometimes you end up giving them back what they're giving to you. Hurt and words and, and dispensation and, and just just whatever they're giving you, you get to the point where you want to give that back to them. Because if their goal is to hurt you, your goal may in turn be to hurt them back. So when you think about this, when you put this into perspective, 
what verbal abuse and and the ramifications of living in that environment and and being said told things and call names to tear your very being down to tear down who you are to have you questioning your own self to have you questioning your own psyche and don't forget to add if we have alcohol that's involved with that that just puts a whole different spin on things because my grandmama used to tell me as a child that a drunk always speaks the truth a drunk and a child so a little child, not a child that has reason to know, you know, if they did something, they could formulate a lie. Because these days, children lie quickly. They lie very young. But it's a certain age in between when they first start talking and before they realize that they could say something to cover something that they weren't supposed to do. When they tell the truth, because they don't have the cognitive skills to come up with a lie. So when a child can tell the truth, and when somebody has what the old people call liquid courage in them, when they can say things that's on their mind that typically they would not say, that they would lash out at you and make you feel like how they feeling in that moment. And then after they sober up or whatever, they they feel remorseful or whatever. But the words are already out there once they're out there. You know, we, we can forgive people and that's what we're supposed to do. But how deep is that hurt? Can can you forgive enough to diminish that hurt? Are we supposed to forgive enough to 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 still love that person as originally and and going through what you're going through in your body emotionally and then we're adding insult to injury when we pour salt into the wound by saying words that we know are going to hurt the other person? I came to tell you today is consolation behind that because the intent is to hurt. The intent is to defame, demine, to 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 kill your self-esteem, to make you feel you're not anything, to make you basically give up and fold and do what you what they want you to do is basically a form of manipulation. And what a manipulator does is they find ways to control you. And one way to control a person is through verbalizing emotions that they may be feeling about you, to verbalize things that they know may hurt you, to break your spirit. So the energetic person you was 20 years, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, the longer you live in verbal abuse, the deeper and devastating more the effect it has on you. Well, you may say it's just words. It's just something somebody is saying. But it's deeper than words. It's deeper than just something somebody is saying. Because depending on who's saying them, especially if it's somebody that's physically abusing you as well. But even if they're not physically abusing you, even if they're not putting their hands on you, if they never cheated on you or none of that other stuff, If just the words alone that's coming from this person that cares about you just so happen to be words that tear at your very soul, that that snatches your self-esteem, that makes you feel smaller than, than an ant, and that's putting it lightly, then where does that leave you when everything's okay and they're not shooting those verbal darts at you 
to make you feel some kind of way or make you humble down or make you do what they say. Because the the goal is to manipulate you to conform, to do whatever it is they want you to do if you're out of order, so to speak. Then they come at you with these words, these words that hurt, these words that tear at you. Because it, the, the the words can be so vile sometimes that it's like a dagger just cutting at you and gnawing at you. The the Bible speaks that in hell there's, there's, there's gnashing and, and gnawing of teeth. And sometimes the words can feel like they're gnawing at you, like they're pulling and that you your clothes are sticking to you and you just don't feel like yourself because this person is bombarding you with words that you begin to accept are you you know people can can put their interpretations of how they're feeling about themselves on you if they have a bad relationship with their family and they see you have a good one with yours then they'll turn it around to something that is not being the person that you know them to be or being the person that's supposed to love you but at times they are so here go to mixed messages about, you know, sometimes y'all good and sometimes you hear these words that no man should say to a woman, but here they go saying them to you. Now, the B word is one of those words that us women take seriously. And not all men, even in their anger, will call you that word. But they can say other things too. They can say things that will make you feel like that word without literally saying that word. So now we come to a point to where you have to make a decision because the, like I said, the longer you stay in that situation, the longer it beats on your, your, your psyche. It beats on your, your mental faculties. You begin to believe those things that you're not good enough, that you never accomplish anything. Because if you done been with this person a long time and they done been telling you that, and you haven't accomplished what you feel you should accomplish, then you're going to start believing, well, hey, maybe, you know, they got a point. Maybe I'm not good for anything. Maybe I'm not going to accomplish anything. But don't you dare, don't you dare fall for that. Don't you dare let somebody that's hurting pull you into their web of hurt, into their web of deceit, into their web of words that's supposed to destroy you. Find you somebody that if you're if you're to the point where you're weak and you can't build yourself up, find somebody, find that close friend that's that's going to help you. Find that close friend that's going to just pull you. Sometimes you just need a hug. Sometimes you just need somebody to hug you and tell you, sis, you're going to be okay. Find that person. All of us got one. All of us got it. Actually, I, I have a few. That in my moments of of weaknesses and in my moments of questioning myself and questioning who I am and and something has been said to me that 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 really has broken my spirit, I got a few people I can call, and I thank God for a strong tribe. I thank God for surrounding me with people now, and I had them before I just you know was so into myself, I felt I could handle my problems myself. But I thank God now that he's opened me up to not everybody, but real people, people that, you know, when I come to them with something, I don't hear it anymore. 
you know, I don't hear that it's the talk of the, the hotline for the day that my problems became known to everybody because that's a respect level. That's what sisterhood is. You got to find that tribe that's going to embrace you in your moment of weakness. Find whoever that person is. It may be one person. It may be two. It may be ten. But whoever it is, find that person that's going to embrace you in your moment of weakness, in that moment where those words are sticking to you and you begin to start believing what you've been told, that you're ugly, that you you don't matter, that the people that say they love you don't even care for you. They'll, They'll even have you thinking your own family don't care for you just to pull you into them more, to have you more dependent on them. But there's a way to beat that and defeat that. Sometimes you have to smile at the enemy in their face and let them know, no, I'm not falling for that. No, I know who I am. Even if you don't know who you are, say I know who I am. You got to let yourself know sometimes that I'm better than this. God didn't create me to be here to get beat up by somebody's words. God didn't create me to be here just to get browbeat because somebody's feeling low about themselves. We are better than that. We weren't created for that. We weren't created for the verbal mental anguish that sometimes is put on us. So then where do we go? What do we do? Well, yeah, it starts with reaching out to somebody. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to somebody that's going to understand and not try to overtalk you because sometimes we need to just listen to people. You know, when when I talk to people, sometimes they'll say, when are you going to say something? Well, when you get through, you know, I don't have to talk the same time you talk because somebody's words are going to get lost in the process. So I want to hear everything you have to say. And then, you know, it's a time for me to talk, but I want to hear what you have to say. And sometimes we have to do that. We have to listen to what people have to say. We have to open ourselves up to let their words come in to understand why they're feeling the way they're feeling because we're not going to know how to help them if we're trying to overtalk them. The second thing is we got to learn how to build ourselves up because sometimes it may not be somebody you could reach right then. Sometimes you may try to call somebody and that line is busy. Sometimes if you can't reach who you need to reach, you might sink deeper into that feeling that you're feeling and we don't want that. We want you whole and healthy and being the beautiful sister that you are. And I'm not saying sister as saying black women. I'm saying sister as saying all women because we all, like my pastor say, we all live in a flesh. And we're all in the struggle together. Physical abuse, verbal abuse, none of that is subject to a color. We all, as women, that have been through something like that. It wasn't based on color. It was based on the mentality of the person that was our abuser, whether it be verbal or physical. So I'm not saying sister in the sense that I'm talking to black women only because this struggle is for all of us, some men included. Some men go through financial abuse from their wives or girlfriends or they go through physical abuse or verbal abuse. So it's not subject to just even women anymore. That's just how twisted this thing is. It's not just a general populace of, of people that's subjected to this thing that that's designed to take us out. 
you know, you can see a gun coming at you and you can see that gun pointing at you. Or you can see somebody coming at you with a knife or you done angered somebody and they're coming at you with their fists and you see that expression on their face. But sometimes somebody can say the most vile things to you and they don't have a frown on their face. It, it just comes out. And you're wondering, well, where did that come from? Then you start feeling guilty, wondering, what did you do? What did I do to deserve this? What did I say to bring that out? So I'm here to tell you today, you didn't say anything. You didn't do anything. And to be honest, even if you did, nobody deserves any kind of abuse, to be honest. So if that person feels like if you stayed at the store too long, or if you was gone too long, period, even if they know where you were, but you were gone too long and they feel they need to bombard you with words. Or if you ask them a question about something simple, they have to come back at you with a barrage of, of whatever words that's coming to them that they can't can strain themselves to, to, to be decent or cordial or to respect you. Then this, we're back to that question again. What are you going to do? How long are you going to take it? Because when it first starts, you, you're strong and you try to argue back and, and you make your point and it seemed to calm down. But the more it happens, that doubt creeps in, that little enemy of ours that says, you know, you, you better hush or they're going to say something that really hurts, even though they done said a bunch of things that hurt. So it's up to us to make up in our minds that we're good enough for better. For us, not saying that we better than anybody, but just saying that we're good enough for better. We can do better. Sometimes it's good to be on your own. I'm not telling nobody to leave their spouse or anything, but I, what I am saying that sometimes the complexity of that marriage or that relationship needs to be changed because nobody needs to be belittled. Nobody needs to feel like they're nothing. And words can make you feel like that. And that's the danger of verbal abuse because verbal abuse because it's not really looked at as something major we kind of that's not the big thing you know it's just words and you, girl look over words stop telling our friends girl look over words stop telling people that because while you telling them to look over words those words you telling them to look over it's hurting them. It's killing them. It's, it's sinking into their brain. It's getting into who they are and destroying them. And we still busy telling them, forget them words that were said to you. If anything, we can say, if, if you really want to go that route of being passive about it, and, and being prayerful is not being passive, but I'm saying if you're to a point where you're just not going to go there with them, pray for them. Pray with them and pray for them, but don't be dismissive about their feelings and, oh, it's just words, you can get over that. No, no, it's not as simple as that because we being created as emotional creatures, it's an attachment to when somebody we care about says something to us. It's an action and reaction, and our reaction sometimes is negative to our own selves. When we begin to hear those words and hear those things that's meant to destroy us by people that so-called care about us. So here's the thing. Here's what I want you all to do that's going through any kind of verbal abuse. Pray first. Pray first and ask God to give you strength because you don't need to be hunkered down and, and walking on eggshells in your own home. 
And if you have been doing that, today is the last day. We need to break that cycle, especially if you have kids around because your kids are going to feel like, yeah, that's what mommy does. So, you know, if this happens to me, this is what I'm going to do, too. That's how generational curse comes into play. And we're going to talk about that in another podcast. But for today, we're going to stick to verbal abuse. Don't settle on being a victim just because verbal abuse is minimized. Don't think that you have to take that just because it's not the big thing. It's not, you're not bruised. Yes, you are. Your bruise is just, your bruise is not visible, but it does bruise you. It does damage you. It does something to you. It does something to you mentally. It does something to you even physically because the things you think you can do, you withdraw from that because you were told that you couldn't do anything. I'm serious about this today and I'm sitting here contemplating and thinking because I don't want the wrong message to get out, but I do want us to start looking at verbal abuse differently i do want us to take a look at how we view things the things that society view as minimal that's really not minimal because sometimes the little verbal abuse extends to physical abuse and other things so it doesn't just it's not just mere words it's not just something that somebody says to you so please today be encouraged Know that if you haven't been told that you are loved, I love you because I love people. I'm a people person and I love you. And I thank God for each of you that take the time to listen each week. If you want to reach out to me, you can send me an email at a woman's soul restored at gmail.com. That's a woman's soul restored at gmail.com. And also at www.livelifenowlovelifenow.net. That's www.livelifenowlovelifenow.net. I also created a Facebook page called A Woman's Soul Restored, where I put motivations and tips and different things on that page. I'm I'm, going to get to every day, but right now it's like every other day or whenever um, some kind of inspiration hits, I put something on that page so please like it visit the page is a woman's soul restored on facebook just put that in your search and the page will pop up so i hope you enjoyed this week topic topic but more than enjoyed I, i pray that you got something from it and i pray you're not a victim to verbal abuse If you are, make a stand. Don't do it anymore. Now, if you feel you're not in a safe environment, get out that environment. Don't be standing all up and being all boastful to somebody if you feel that there's physical danger. But if you're encountering verbal abuse, don't wait and see what it leads to. or Don't even prolong that situation of being talked to all kind of ways, disrespected, Sometimes it's in private and sometimes people do it in front of other people. So love yourself enough to respect yourself, to be talked to and respected in a way that's honorable to your own self. This is LaTanya Hendry. Till next week. Have a blessed one. Mm-hmm.